Welcome to the Tilted Halo. This is a new podcast and it's for anybody who's a woman in ministry. You might be a pastor like myself, a bishop, a priest, a rabbi, music minister, elder, children's minister, whatever your title is, you're absolutely in the right place, especially if you're someone who loves your ministry and you're doing it well and you're feeling pressure to sometimes be perfect and deep down inside, you know you're not. And how in the world to deal with that? And men, you're absolutely welcome here too because this is about ministry and the same thing can happen to you. So you're all in the right place. Let's get started with the show. You have a title, pastor, reverend, deacon, elder, music minister, youth minister, rabbi, whatever that title is. It's great to have a title. It can also put us into a box. And help. <laughs> we can forget, or other people can forget, that there's more to us than just that title. Um, ministry is a 24-7, 365 job, position, ministry, calling. It's, it's a wonderful position. It's a very great privilege to be able to do this kind of work, to be with people in those life transition times and in the moments in their lives where things are difficult and when they, when they celebrate things, that's awesome. And many times those are not during what we would sometimes call normal work hours, uh, especially emergencies and those kinds of things. They come when they come, including the middle of the night, on our day off, those kinds of things. And it's so easy to get wrapped up in all of that and constantly working, constantly being there and not being with family, not taking any time off. I've, I know what it feels like to go for a couple of weeks without so much as a full day off. I mean, there are just times where that happens. But for some pastors, uh, they get into that cycle and stay there. And it becomes almost like there's some pastors I've seen where it's like they don't know who they are when they're not doing something within the life of their congregation or within the life of what it means to be in their position. That's not healthy. I've said it at other times. God created the world, the universe, all that exists in six days, time periods, however you understand that, um, whether it's 624-hour periods, 624-hour, six... 24 millennia, I don't, 
to me, that's less important. And I know that's not going to sit well with some people, but, um, you know, the length of time that it took God to do that is far less important than knowing that God did it and that God then said, it's time to rest. It's time to stop and take some time off. And when we don't do that, neither life nor ministry wins. Uh, when we are always on, on for our position, when we're always doing the work of the faith community, they don't win, we don't win, because we cease to be a full and complete person. So there is an importance to having and taking time off. Most everybody gets two days off a week. You know, most people work Monday through Friday or at least uh, have two days off sometime during the week. Some people work a four-day week um, with longer hours and then have a three-day weekend or three days off. Uh, some people work, um, you know, the typical traditional Monday through Friday and have Saturday and Sunday off. And with different work schedules these days, some people have, uh, you know, it may swing and go different days of the week, but people get time off. Members do that. And so it's important for us to do the same thing. It's a way of showing good stewardship of our bodies, um, of what it means to follow the third commandment, remember the Sabbath day. Um, and the Sabbath, the word Sabbath means rest. Sabbath is a day of rest. And whether it's Saturday or Sunday or some other day of the week is far less important than that we take a day of rest. Time to switch gears, do something different, be with family, if at all possible, do something that renews our spirit and our lives. That's so critical. But there's another side to this too. There are times where as a pastor, I've had the the urge, the feeling, I want to grow. I need to go deeper into some aspect of what ministry is or to study scripture more. And I want to grow. And then it's like, I want to be part of a, a course or go to a conference of some sort. And I've had those experiences of going, but I know that sometimes funding's not always there. To give you an example of one thing you can do is um, I took a three-month sabbatical uh, during the last congregation that I was at and worked that out with the, the church board that I would take vacation time which was four Sundays and as paid vacation and 
take those four weeks of paid vacation and apply that to the sabbatical and then take two months without pay. And um, since this was the time where my husband and I were serving congregation together, he stayed at the congregation and did took care of the ministry, so they weren't without a pastor at the time. So there can be creative ways of dealing with some of this. Um, there was also some continuing education funds um, in my salary package, and I applied those also to um, the experience within that three-month sabbatical. But it was a time for me to really grow and to do something different, to be in a totally different environment, and to go deeper on something. I've talked with a, uh, a female colleague not too long ago who, when I asked her, what is, what is the hardest part for you right now? And her comment, her initial comment was, getting bored. And I understand that. Um, there, you know, especially, well, not even just especially, but smaller congregations um, that's basically doing the same thing, same kind of thing, um, year after year. And it's kind of hard after doing it five, six, eight years, ten years in a row to keep some of the same enthusiasm going for things. Um, and so it's nice to try to change things up a little bit, add something new in, um, <coughs> learn something, take a course. And all of those are things that are really important for us to do. But as soon as we think about those kinds of things. The other thing that I hear from colleagues is, I'm too busy. I am too busy. There's just too much going on. I can't take the time. I can't make the time, which is more like I won't make the time to do something, even if it's for an hour, a week, maybe for a short period of time, even if it's for one class to take or going to one conference uh, for a week to learn something new. If you live close enough to a, um, a theological school or a university um, where you can perhaps get uh, a course that you could do and commute, that would be awesome. Sometimes, uh, especially during the summer, they have shorter course, uh, a course that's condensed that you can audit um, for a smaller fee and you don't have to worry about a grade <laughs> many times with that. Uh, or you can um, take the full course and get the credits for that. So there's all kinds of different possible ways to put some of these things together. And so then what do you do when, um, you know, you have to get with the church board, the, the faith communities board to get the time, if it's something more than just 
uh, a one-day little conference, um, but to get the time to be okayed at some times, but you also have to get with them about funding. In many Christian faiths and denominations, I cannot speak for any other faith group, but in many Christian faiths, there is the realization that pastors, deacons, elders, music ministers, all of the above, need to continue their education and to continue to remain fresh, current, up-to-date, um, to learn some things that they didn't have a chance to learn in seminary because no seminary in our training can teach it all at once. There's just too much. And sometimes after we've been out in a parish, in a congregation, ministry setting for a number of years, we realize this is something I really don't know a whole lot about and something I need or something I want to need to learn about to make ministry better, to make me a better faith leader. And those are the kinds of things then to bring to your ministry board of whatever kind that is. And I know I'm using the word ministry, which is typically related to Christianity. But please, if you're Jewish or Muslim, know that this relates to whatever your structure is as well. Um, but to take it to uh, the board of your faith community, the governing board, and you know, let them know what it is, let them know why you want to do it, and how they will benefit from your taking this course or going to this conference, um, how you will benefit from it, uh, the refreshment, rejuvenation, um, the whatever you're going to get out of that, and how doing that is important to you, to your family, and to how you are able to fulfill your position within that faith community. And then see what kind of funding is in your salary pay package. Is there funding for continuing education? That's really something to fight for. Um, I know that there are many denominations within Christianity that require that of the congregation uh, in order to have uh, somebody there. I know that for some positions on staff, that is not as required and... Um, it's not seen as perhaps as necessary, which I would personally disagree with. Um, I think it's necessary for anyone who wants to have the most vibrant and meaningful and powerful, impactful ministry to be able to continue to grow in that, to find out what's new. And things are new. Things keep changing. There's more information. Even in things like scripture studies, there are new discoveries made, uh, new information, new perspectives, uh, and it's important for us to be able to understand those things and to bring that newness uh, and that vitality of that 
to the people in our faith community. So talk with them about including funds within your pay package, <coughs> excuse me, for um, bringing in or being able to uh, go to um, a conference or have a week of continuing education. And in my denomination, a week, uh, at least a week, is a minimum requirement for uh, by the the local um, synod or district or whatever term you use to talk about the larger group of congregations. Uh, so that is what's required of congregations. Now, the, like I started out, as a faith leader, we need to take advantage of those things. <laughs> when it's in the budget when it's in the um, time allotment for us to be gone, it's important for us to take advantage of that. Now, I do realize that there are times where the amount of funds that's allotted and provided within um, our pay package may not completely cover the kinds of things we want to do. And then we need to get a little more creative in how we bring in the funds, how we put a package together that can be agreeable. And that might mean that if we have something we really, really, really want to do, and it's going to be more expensive than um, what's allotted to us in our pay package, it could mean that you make an, a deal with your um, leadership board that you not take time for a given year and that that funds accumulates for a year or two so that when you do go to such an event, there's more money there. And that's not always agreed upon by a congregation, but it's certainly a way that you can talk with them, a suggestion to be made, which might open them to making some suggestions and seeing some other possibilities. Yeah, there's also the possibility of taking out a loan in order to be able to do something that's much more expensive than what um, the, the faith community can provide and much more than what you might be able to, to kick in on your own from savings. So, there's, there's got to be a way. You know, think about that. If this is something really good for you and it's really something you're concerned about and want, you will find a way. You will find a way. But just remember, for ministry to be vital and to be the best that you can be within whatever ministry you're in, it's not just a matter of uh, staying and doing everything 365 days a year, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Doing that is going to become exhausting at some point in time, sooner rather than later. Your health can fail. Um, it, it will not 
help your health in any way. And it's not being a whole person. God created you to be as much a whole person as any member of your faith community. So you deserve time off at least one day a week, except for possibilities associated with an, uh, a bona fide emergency. Other than that, you know, you have the responsibility to yourself and to the people you serve to, to take that time to be a whole person, to continue to grow, to grow in your ministry, to grow in your understanding, to grow in your faith, to grow in being a whole, complete person. So think about that. Think about ways to be able to do that and get creative. It's within you to be able to accomplish this. You're worth it. Don't forget that. You are worth it. And this is something that God says you're worth. That God says you're worth doing that. For your sake as a human being, for the sake of your family, for the sake of your ministry. So peace and blessings to you. Come back next week. There will be another show. You have been listening to Tilted Halo with me, Kathleen Panning. What did you think about this episode? I'd really like to hear from you. Leave me some comments. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share this episode. And catch another upcoming episode for more conversation on ministry, life, mindset, and a whole lot more. Go to www.tiltedhalohelp.com where I've got a resource guide and other resources waiting for you. And be sure to say hi to me, Kathleen Panning, on LinkedIn. See you on the next episode.